Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Welcome, one and all, to our Christmas episode. This year, less an extravaganza and more a holiday version of our usual stuff. As in, isn't the world weird? We're going to kick things off with our hopes for the reboot of Black Christmas, and then we'll get into some crazy Christmassy factoids Pitney found online. And because we're wrapping up 2019, we've got the final chapter of the Year of the Vagina. And this time, it's a musical! Money-back guarantee, if you don't like my singing. And the first installment of Pitney's New Life Diary, which chronicles his big move back to the old homestead. It's been a great year here at the Bitchin' Boutique, and we thank every single one of you for listening and staying with us. Your support has meant everything, and we're so lucky to have you all. Big stuff coming in the new year. Don't forget to tell your friends. All right, on with the show. Christmas. Yes, in fact, um, we saw the uh, the trailer for it oh, when we saw together. it. That's yeah. right. It looks awesome. I know. I'm so excited by it. And of course, I went online and was reading about it. Of course, there's a well. It's gonna be crap. Why are they redoing this? It's gonna be shit. Look at that. It it's, looks. It looks better than the last one. I think it's gonna be crappy. Now, I love the last one, but it's not as good as the first because it was so over the top. It was just gross and fabulous, the remake. The weird thing was that it was like a remake, but also a sequel. Like, it didn't know what it yeah. was doing. Yeah. But I liked all the backstory with Billy. I thought that was kind of exciting. But yeah. this is kind of exciting because it's like, they're switching it up a little bit. And there's going to, rather than a weird killer named Billy, it's going to be like a cult. Right. But Mike, but but the interesting. And I think it's thing, like one of their professors or something is in the cult because Carrie Elwes oh, is yes, in it. I don't know. Yeah. But the interesting thing, so I was reading like, a, I think the director is a woman or is the writer a woman? I don't remember. I feel like it's the director, but, but I I could be wrong. You know, and she was like, "Oh, well, this is going to be you know different. The girls are going to fight back, and it's going right. to be all about female empowerment, which I think is great." Yeah. But I was wondering, and what do you think of this? I know it's the college genre of horror. And the sorority I know house thing. It's yeah. a slasher movie. Right. But to me, if it was really to be about empowering women, to me, why would it be a bunch of white fucking Barbie dolls looking like they're going to a whore convention at a party, which I which you can right. see in the previews, and a bunch of moronic frat boys going chug, 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 because obviously it's just another... Like, exploitation. White movie. college students getting drunk and fucking and getting killed. To me, right. and, and that's already been done, 
in the first two movies. So I was right. like, so I was like, if I really, really wanted to do this, the way the director said, why wouldn't it be like a group of normal college girls? That aren't right. all white Barbie dolls. Like, yeah, like any group of college students. Why? Yeah. And they could kick some serious ass. It's like, why does it have to be a sorority house? Why can't it be the field hockey team? Yeah. And I'm why can't, just why like, can't it be a I mean, bunch of big butch lesbians? Because it's scary. It's going to be scary. Oh, it's, and it, looks it looks good. fucking fabulous. I love but it. But I was just sort of like, you know, they already had the clips of all the drunken frat boys at the party. Exactly. And then he dreams of all of the Barbie dolls in the sorority house that are yeah. all 110 pounds. Right. And they're all white. Well, yeah, I don't there know is, that they're all white, but it's, you know what I, I think mean. there might be one token black girl. Yeah. So I was like, if she really wanted to do this, yeah. and they really find it necessary to make a third version of this same movie. Go nuts. Why yeah. aren't they doing that a little bit with all that's right. going on? And what do you think of that? That's just what struck me. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, while I get if you're going to put it in a sorority house, the inclination is to make it all white bimbo chicks. But but that's like every slasher movie ever. And it is. <laughs> and, and because of the phenomenon of the final girl and things like that, you know, female empowerment, it's always the girl who doesn't die. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's never a guy who survives. It's yeah. always a girl who survives. And I, uh, if they, I mean, if you really, yeah, like if you're gonna do it, do it. Yeah, if you're gonna do might, it, yeah. make it, fuck it, make it an academic sorority. Uh, make yeah. it like literally a cross More section of students, normal students, right? Like actual, you know, you got your hippie chick, you got your, you know, your hippie chick with her bongos, yeah, and you got you your, know, you know, been, you know, rich bimbos that are all learning about marketing and business, you know, because you know oh that's God. what it is. They're, they're, they're studying fashion. Yeah. You know, but what fascinated me, though, I can't, you can't really tell without seeing the movie. Right. But the shots of, the there's a couple brief shots about, of, like, the cult, and it looked like it was, like, a fraternity sort of thing. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm so sure it is. So my fantasy was, if they really want to have chicks kicking some ass and really getting theirs, it should have been a normal group of chicks and somehow they're being preyed upon by this cult of these frat boy fucking morons. Oh, God, and yes! geeky chicks totally whip the living fuck out of these fucking oh, frat boys. Oh, my God, that would be the best. That was my fantasy about the new Black oh, Christmas. Oh, God, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I want to see it. I'm going to watch it. Oh, like we're totally it. seeing it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, no question. And I'm sure, no, obviously, from a two-minute trailer, we're not getting the whole thing. Right. But you can get the flavor of it. It's going to be the same as every other thing with a little twist, you know? Sure, sure, sure. But if she really wanted to do this vision, to me, it should have been like that. Oh, totally. Oh, that would have been amazing. Oh, my God. You know, have, like, some fat, nerdy chick that's friends with a big, black, butch lesbian. Exactly. Who's friends with, like, the nerdy science girl who's still with the braces. 
and they're being preyed upon by this cult of moronic frat guys, and they kick their fucking asses. <laughs> that would be so much more satisfying oh, than, it really would. than Bimbo on Douche, you know, which I think is what we're going to get. Yeah, and the thing is, we'll still like that too, but it would have oh, been so yeah. much better if it wasn't standard Bimbo movie. And who knows, maybe... You know, maybe they just maybe they just hired actresses that look like they're playing bimbos, but maybe they're not really playing bimbos. That would be nice. I would like that too. Because it would just if it's gonna you know, it is kind of like black Christmas tradition because the characters are sort of, you know. I mean not I remember I guess in the there I remember all the girls in the sorority, they weren't all bimbos, but there was a the one character that really was and there was an yeah. awful lot of sleeping around. Well, and like which in to the seventies, exploitative, one, you know what right. I mean. And I have a feeling this is going to be the same. And I was they're a better disappointed to see that in yeah. the context of what the director had to say about what her vision right. of the movie was. There better you know? still be someone killed by a glass unicorn, because that is a that is oh, a staple. that has to be that's a staple of yeah. Black Christmas. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I want to see it, but you, you see what I mean? I was a little bit like, yeah. why are they... It's going to be different, but it's going to be kind of the same. When they, but Yeah. If they really want to make it empowering to, like, the everyday college chick... Right. Have it be that. Well, see, like, in the first one, because in the 70s, even hot chicks were kind of dumpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I mean, like, I mean, Andrea Martin was one of the girls who lived yeah. in the sorority house back then. And then, what, wasn't she the house mother in the 80s version? Yes. 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 Which made it kind of like a sequel, yeah, but the not... Remake, yeah, no, the remake was, let's see, the original was 74, the remake was t- t- 2006. It was that late? Yeah, oh, my God. I always thought of it as being, like, late 80s. Oh, and my God. What's wrong I'm with like, me? I actually like the 2006 one better than the 74 one. Oh, I just love the 74 one so much, though, that I have a hard time but, liking anything more than that. And I guess what bothered me about the 74 one is because that one, you know, the kind of, like, the, the slutty character. Yeah. Who was actually fabulous in the 2006 one mm-hmm. but the slutty character 71 74 one it annoyed the fuck out of me because she wouldn't fucking stop saying the word fellatio <laughs> and it was like i know it was very empowering in 1974 to say the word fellatio but it was didn't it? need to be what was it in what was it in the script a hundred times a thousand times what did didn't they say cunt a lot in the nineteen seventy four? Yes, and I was delighted by that because yes. oh my god, you didn't say that word back then. <laughs> unless unless you were the devil in the Exorcist, in the Exorcist. and saying you're cunting daughter. <laughs> but yes, but the other interesting thing too is, and again, ooh, which makes me so mad at people online because mm-hmm. this the remake is going to be rated PG thirteen. Oh. And there's a lot of people, well, I'm not going to see it if it's PG-13. It's not horror unless it's R. But PG-13... There's a lot of people that say that. PG-13 in a lot of ways is harsher than R because there's just, they have different guidelines. It's just, you know... 
Drag Me to Hell was only PG-13, and that movie is, like, really creepy and disturbing. Oh, my God. And weird. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I, I actually am kind of surprised it was PG-13. I, I don't, I'm not remembering it that, but, yeah. oh, my God. And then I, and then yeah. there's the other thing, and it was just, like, Burnt Offerings. That movie scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. Oh, my God. Because it's creepy, and it's scary, and it's yeah. disturbing, and that was PG-13, so yeah. it's, like, but there was a lot of people online that literally I read like five different times it's not horror unless it's R. Oh fuck that. And it's like uh. oh please well the kills can't be good if it's not R. And it's like yeah but if the kills are good that's not scary. Right. Yeah. You wanna watch you wanna watch like a snuff film but or yeah, you watch a horror that's movie? Not necessarily scary. So anyway it's it's gonna be interesting to see what this oh, yeah. out to be. Oh yeah. Uh, the bitchin' boutique. Yes. Um, I think we need to give them a thing, Spike. We can give them a drop that they could plan out their yes. show. Yes, I think we've uh, got to find some time and get get time to do, do that. Right now. I think we should do it right now. Look, I'll show you how easy it is, Spike. <laughs> Watch this. I'm just going to do it live. Okay, do it live. Like that bloke screams. I'm just going to do it live. Watch this. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptics. I can't do it now. I can't speak. Too much pressure. I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll try again. Take 52. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, and you are listening to the most bitchin' boutique. See? That was easy, wasn't it? Okay. They could send us one. We could play it in ass. Yeah, yeah. Right, you do it. Yeah. Right. What do you want me to say? Whatever, whatever comes to mind. Hi, this is Spike from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, who ain't no bitch, but you're listening to The Bitchin' Boutique. Oh, that was good. I think I hope they use that. Let's see if they cut it and put it in their next show. <laughs> Diplomatic community. So in, in our past Christmas episodes... Uh-huh. We've done a lot of Christmas horror movies. We talked about, was it Black Pete? Yeah, last year we talked about Black Pete. We talked about the Catalonian Christmas with their obsession with shit. Oh, I love that. Yes, 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 yes. The first Christmas episode, we played a Christmas version of Fuck, Mary Kill. Which was fabulous. Yes. People should listen to that so they can find out who would Pitney fuck, Mary or kill. Uh, the uh, Heat Miser. Uh, uh, Chris Kringle or Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was very, very exciting. <laughs> but I, you know, but I was like sort of like doing research. It's like, is something really, really getting to me that I want to do a long segment on, you know, like we've done before on some weird tradition or weird thing? Sure. And I couldn't really find anything that fascinated me enough to really want to... I know that we've always talked about we want to do something big on Krampus. Not the movie, right. but the actual myth. Right. But we kind of want to wait until... I researchy this year. And I yeah. I want to do that as a collaboration. Maybe that can be next Christmas. You know? Yeah. But I just came up we could with... Do it, we could do an on. hour on Krampus if we yes. really did it right. Yeah. Just some weird tidbits... Mm-hmm. That I'd actually never come across before. Okay. And I thought it would be kind of fun. Oh, wow. Just to share some little tidbits. Because, you know, the Christmas episode is going to be weird this year. Because I'm moving. Yeah, we're actually recording the Christmas episode before... 
Thanksgiving because Pitney yeah. in the beginning of December is moving to California. Yeah. So we're kind of getting a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and I'm moving, and we're going to, you know, by the time we get it together to start Skyping... It'll be... It's going to be... It'll be re- not, it'll be time for recording the January episode. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. But, so, the, the, the three things that I found that I thought were kind of exciting and really fucking weird. <laughs> okay. Um, And they're actually, you know... Just talking about Black Christmas, I guess these are kind of in a horror theme, although that was not my intention. Oh. I guess I'm just sort of obsessed with horror as always, right? But is this like, this is like not Christmas entertainment, but this is Christmas. Christmas, like actual actual Christmas things. Wow, okay. So apparently there's certain parts of Southern and Eastern Europe. Southern and Eastern, whatever. Okay. And like the Mediterranean, I guess? I guess. I don't know, but it was like, they believe that it's blasphemous for children to be born on Christmas Day. Oh my God. Because it's fucking with the birth of Jesus, even though anybody with any intelligence knows that Jesus really wasn't born on that day. Exactly. But... If children are born on this blasphemous in this blasphemous way on Christmas Day, there will become werewolves. <laughs> well, that took a turn. I I was I afraid that they were going to murder them or something. I've never heard that before. That's amazing. I found two different mentions of that. Wow. But I can't find specifics. Oh my god! But it's so fucking weird and wow that I just wanted to mention it. Oh, I'm it because, so oh my excited! God. Oh my god, I'm so excited! So it's like the Christmas werewolf. Yes. The werewolf whose birthday is Christmas. And so, what if, you know, <laughs> if they were really concerned about that, they should just like illegalize sex within a couple month period that somebody might be born on Christmas. Right. Because if oh my god, that I bet concerned about blasphemy. You know? I, I I bet I bet there are people who like there'll be like a whole month or something that they won't even that they won't even fuck because they're afraid of making a werewolf baby. Because yeah, isn't that so? Yeah, I don't even know what else oh, to say about god, it. Oh god, that's so. Awesome. I thought it was fascinating. I really couldn't find more information on it, but it's oh. so fantastic. It had to be mentioned. Oh my god! And if anyone out there has heard this before, if you know anything, oh my god, let us know because that's so exciting. Yeah, and that could be a fabulous movie. <gasps> oh my god! That could be a fabulous full movie. moon on Christmas. And I wait, like Hammer should do it. <gasps> yes. Hammer should do it. Yes, yes. Full, moon on Christmas. full moon on Christmas. Oh my god. So anyway, <laughs> so all you script writers out there, get to it. Get on that shit. So. Oh. The year of the vagina. What a year it's been. Vagina havers, vagina lovers, and the vagina indifferent. I can hardly believe the year of the vagina is over. Feels like only yesterday I was explaining it to people. Oh, wait, yeah, I never stopped having to do that. But you guys got it. You enjoyed it. Or at least you didn't hate it enough to complain. Don't forget, 
that we're releasing a Year of the Vagina bonus episode next Friday. Every segment from the entire year, all strung together like those beads some people shove up their asses. It's a lot of vagina, as the actress said to the bishop. Anyway, here's your last brand new Year of the Vagina segment. It's a musical number, a jaunty holiday tune, and I sincerely hope it gets stuck in your head and you accidentally sing it in front of that neighbor who already thinks you're a weirdo. Could be worse. Could be Baby Shark. You know Cooter and Squeezebox and Fanny and Hoo Hoo, Twat Coochie Lady Bits, Cha Cha and Foo Foo. But do you recall why we spent 19 all vaginal? Folks are scared of vaginas, they can barely say the word. Just a part like an elbow, being squeamish is absurd. Women, you need that health care, better take it seriously. Talk straight with all your doctors, or your vag's history. Late in 20 and 18, I just had to say, Bitches, hold on to your hats, Vagina talk is where it's at, And all you bitches loved it, Educated about your bits, the year of the vagina absolutely was the tits. Well, that's the end of that. Hope y'all stick around for 2020, the year of woo. Okay. Okay. I, again, I found a couple mentions of this. Okay. Don't exactly know what the basis is of it. Oh my god. Because a lot of this stuff, it's easy to find like pagan basis of weird Christmas things. Oh, sure. Because the, almost everything is. But the werewolf thing, and this is just something that's fucking weird. But apparently, then there's parts of the world where Christmas Eve is a scary night because it's traditional apparently for ghosts to come and for the dead to walk on Christmas Eve. And... Would that be like where the Christmas Carol came from? Like the Scrooge ghosts? That's what there was a mention that that might be, yes. Because of those kind of stories? Yes. And apparently it's like if you went out before, like, you know, the powers that be in the church did... The Christmas blessing. You were like endangering you were your life. In danger of being accosted by processions of ghosts. How exciting! I, and it was one of those like, you know, seventeen, eighteen hundred sort of thing. Like, what the fuck? I'm actually surprised that there aren't like old, old, like the really old Christmas carols. I'm almost shocked that there isn't at least one. Oh, God, maybe there is, but it wouldn't be very popular. (laughs) No, because a lot of the old ones are really, because a lot of the really old ones are fucking weird anyway. 
But I'm really kind of surprised that nothing talks about ghosts or spirits. Oh, it's so weird. Oh, but then in more rural parts, Mm -hmm. and I'm assuming because it did mention Dickens. Okay. This has to be, I'm thinking, England, Scotland. Right, right. Um, The more rural parts, though, don't go out on Christmas Eve because your cattle will become possessed by ghosts. (gasps) And they will kneel down and start speaking to you in human voices. (gasps) <gasps> and that's really scary, apparently. Oh, my God! <laughs> well, they do drink a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. But God damn it, that's fabulous. Oh, my God. <laughs> the cattle are lowing, the poor baby weight. Yeah, and so, <laughs> you know, the third just little tidbit that uh. I found that was fun. So fucking weird. Okay, in Iceland, <laughs> oh my God. there's this thing called, let's we're going to call it the Yule Cat. Okay. Because it has some, you know, oh, name that I couldn't possibly try to pronounce. Let's, it's probably 16 letters long. Let's call it Bjork. Yes. This is so fucking weird. <laughs> Christmas night, there's a cat... Like, a bit of giant beast that's a cat. Okay. That goes around like looking a tiger? into people's houses. <laughs> and if you don't have nice new clothes on for Christmas, the cat punishes you by eating all your food <laughs> because you were too lazy to work hard enough to have nice new clothes for Christmas. So it's criticizing your outfit. Yes, because obviously you're not working hard enough and you should have nice clothes for Christmas. <gasps> and if you don't, the Yule Cat is going to eat all your food and ruin your party and punish you because you were too fucking lazy to work hard enough to have extra money for nice clothes on Christmas. I think we should do that. <laughs> I think we should go from house to house and go... <laughs> Really? Is that what you're wearing? Uh, and then walk uh, into the kitchen and open the fridge and, and, <laughs> and eat their food. I could see me lo- loving doing that, too. That would be a great Christmas tradition. So that's kind of weird and I love and that one. I could see that coming up, you know, some hoity-toity people or some... You know, I don't know, but it's really fucking weird, but... That you have to be all special on Christmas. But the second source that I was able to find about that particular story, mm-hmm. which the first one that I just said made much more sense... Yeah. Apparently, the second source said that children specifically will be punished by the Yule Cat. For For not not having nice enough or new clothes. Which doesn't make sense to me because why would they have any control of it? So, But I like the idea much better. Or that they're not wearing their new clothes. Like they have, maybe it's that you have to keep your nice clothes nice. Maybe that's part of it. You can't go outside and play in the mud because you have to keep Uh, your nice Sunday clothes nice. I I guess, you know, maybe it's all about, you know, propriety. I don't know, but... And controlling your children. Pitney's New Life Diary. Okay, so this is the first time that I've done something for the podcast by myself without Amelia. Oh my god, it feels weird, like my right arm is missing or something. But anyway, I guess I need to get used to it, because as we all know, I am moving, and yeah... 
So this is the day after my very last day of work. And it is very, very weird. And I've been very stoic up until this point. Like one friend that I had that I stayed with frequently. It was the last time I was at her house. And yesterday was the last time I'm going to be at Amelia's house for a very long time. And yeah, it was kind of weird. And I've been very stoic and very unemotional. But this morning, I totally fucking lost it and cried for about an hour. Because when I was unpacking my car, I had come across a bag of dog food that Amelia had packed for my dog Joxer for the road trip out to California. And it sounds like a silly thing, but it was such a sweet, thoughtful gesture that I completely lost it. And I bawled like a baby for about an hour. And I was like, well, you know, this is good because it was kind of concerning me that I've had, like, no emotions whatsoever about leaving some place that's been my home for almost 30 years. But anyway, so I am packing and finding all sorts of shit that I forgot that I had, which is really, really exciting. And also getting rid of a bunch of stuff that I forgot I had, which is very freeing. Um, but I gotta say, being officially unemployed for the first time in a very, very, very long time, because it's by choice, is very freeing and exciting. And I'm like, wow, I don't have to worry about going to fucking work. Yeah, very nice. But anyway, this is just the first installment of this. I will have more to say as I leave and more to say as my journey progresses. Um, but anyway, I just want to let everybody know what was going on. And I thought it would be kind of fun to share this with everybody as part of the bitchin' boutique. Because, you know, it is a boutique, which means there's a lot of little things to look at. Or in our case, a lot of little things to listen to. So, anyway, stay tuned and feel free to write me. And, yeah. So I will talk to everybody next time. Okay, goodbye, love you. What do you call this? Well, this piece is called uh, Lick My Love Pump. You have demonstrated every loathsome characteristic of the male personality and even discovered a few new ones. They're here. Hi, we are the Retro Cinema Podcast. We were both teenagers in the 1980s. That was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and we only do 80s movies that we loved then and we still love now. Yep, I'm Gidget Von LaRue. And I'm Angry Man. And we are the Retro Cinema Podcast. Yep, you can find us at theretrocinema.com and just Google us for any listening information you need. 
Oh, Connie, you're all muck and muscle. <laughs> oh, Heather, please. So, you know, did you know... <laughs> I don't know anything. From 1659 to 1681 in Puritan, Massachusetts, <gasps> Christmas was illegalized. Oh my God! <laughs> you you know you did I did I ever did I ever tell our listeners that I'm a descendant of the first governor of the Plymouth Colony? Oh, I don't know. Did I tell you that? I think so. I think yeah. After yeah. after mom died, we got a lot of cards, and one of them had a note in it from one of my dad's cousins, like from his mom's side, and she's very into the genealogy, and she had just discovered. That we were descended from that guy. That's the guy first Thanksgiving, all that shit. Uh But off the top of my head, I don't know what year that. Well, I guess that would be. um, I'm not sure exactly what year that would be. But I don't know if 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 that if my if my forebears were part of this Uh, Christmas is illegal shit. Yeah. So so the first thing that I read about this was it illegal because of werewolves? Oh my god. The first thing I read about it didn't make a whole lot of sense, and I was like, okay, maybe. But then as I started researching this a little more, okay, I found other reasonings for it that were corroborated by different sources. So I think... Okay. But the first thing that I came up with that I saw, and it was just one of those, like, non-detailed lists, and I just don't think it was good information, but who knows, because it was so fucking long ago. Right. But the first thing was that it was because they were trying to break from the Church of England, and they wanted their own thing, and they saw that this was just doing that the Church of England did, and they weren't going to do it. And that was the only explanation that the first source gave me, and then I was like, well, that doesn't really make sense. So I started well, digging maybe, a little deeper. Was it because all of their traditions that they had were from the Church of England? And so, like, not so much just Christmas itself, but all the things you do to celebrate Christmas? Yeah. Maybe? So, so they just was, didn't do it? Yeah, that was the first explanation. Wow. But then as I dug deeper... I found more details. Okay. Which I get... Anyway, you can So it was the war on Christmas, but 1600s. Yeah, but apparently the the, the reason it was banned in Christmas is because, you know, the Puritans were puritanical, right? Yes. And they were very, very upset by the pagan beginnings of of their Christmas traditions. Which was... was Christianity's own yeah. fucking fault for co-opting yeah. paganism. But it's yeah. kind of fabulously enlightened of them to acknowledge that because fucking right. Christians nowadays won't acknowledge it. Right. You know, but they were like, you know, this, it was because, you know, it was considered, you know, heathen and to party and celebrate and drink. And there was a lot of right. drinking and a lot of partying. Not to mention all the, all the blasphemous reasons why that was done. Of course. And you couldn't party to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Because it would make the baby you Jesus to, cry. You know, fast and humiliate yourself. And wear a hair to shirt. To honor the yes. sacrifice. Because heaven forbid. 
Even though really that's Easter, but whatever. Yeah, heaven forbid you should celebrate the birth of your Savior. Yeah, exactly. Because life Like is, it's a happy thing. You know, because, you know, being saved by Jesus back then was not about joy. It was about constant punishment and, you know, Because we're so sinful. how sinful you are. Yes. And we're not worthy. If you celebrated, you would be fined. Oh, my God. Um... Oh my god! Yeah, and but the cool but one thing I read is that there was there was a document that stated some preacher at the time stated that it wasn't that the pagan things were understood that they were being co opted by Christianity because it was why not because everybody needs to be converted to Christianity anyway and we better you know take that religion away from them. But the real reason that Christmas right. needs to be banned right. is because the original pagan co-opting was done by Catholics. Damn right it was. And if Catholics did it, it's wrong. Right. <laughs> exactly. Does that make any sense? So there was all this acknowledgement about having to convert these pagans and change their heathen things into more godly ways. But we shouldn't even do that. It should just be a day of sorrow because... And wailing and gnashing of teeth. Because it wouldn't have been co-opted if it wasn't for the Catholics. Right. Because it could have been another day. The Catholics and their Why wine. Why is it... Why did they co-op Christmas? Oh, my God. Because it's just celebrating the heathenism. Right. You know? <laughs> because, you know, Catholics and all of their idolatry. I went a long way trying to say that because I understood what I was trying to say, but I was having trouble getting it out because I read that and I was just like, really? But well, anyway, you know how, it's how all much, about the Catholics. How much, how much so-called Christians hate Catholics. But anyway, so that is, you know, and there's so much dry information online about this period in Massachusetts history. But It's a fucking dry period. It's basically, that was just kind of interesting. And there's all these That's things exciting. about, well, you know, in 1681, they did technically change the law, but it still was frowned upon for however many long time, blah, oh, blah, blah, wow. blah. But we're not historians. We're just saying this because it's fun and interesting. Oh, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. But, yeah. So, the, yeah, the war on Christmas was originally started by Puritan Christians. Hooray! <laughs> so put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.
those were the three things that I found this year. One that, that I've never exciting. heard of before. And there was a lot of stuff that, you know, in the past and bigger topics that we could, I could find all sorts of information about. Right. But that, but these, these are amazing. But I chose them and I liked them and I was happy that I could not find a lot of information. Right. Because otherwise I couldn't casually talk about it. And I don't have time to dig in and write three pages of notes on one right. thing like I would normally sure. have. So, but the listeners, Merry Christmas, and I hope you enjoyed <laughs> these stories because they're amusing and they're fucking weird. The Christmas werewolf, you guys. Aww. I love that your idea though. A movie full moon on Christmas about the Christmas werewolf, the cursed children born on Christmas. Oh. Full moon on Christmas. <laughs> oh.